Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it the Hump Day edition of Ball Don't Lie or Midweek Movie Music edition of Ball Don't Lie. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. We'll start previewing the Masters. Oh, a lot of storylines to get to. Also, Ghost Rolls. We'll talk about the Astros. Uh, even though they lost, I still got to give you the Ghost Rolls. We'll get into that. Rangers also on the losing side of things. We'll talk some Texas baseball. They are not losers. Uh, Texas baseball with a win over Air Force. We'll talk about that coming up here momentarily. NBA news, notes, and nuggets. The tankathon uh, between the Spurs and the Rockets. We'll give you updates on that uh, big game tonight between the Mavs and the Kings. Mavs trying to keep uh, hope alive. We'll get into that discussion as well. Uh, we'll also talk about the NFL. Apparently, the Ravens are considering a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft. Should the Cowboys trade for Cedric Wilson? We'll get into that. Uh, Bryce Young apparently scored very high on this a really, really popular, trendy test uh, that NFL scouts like to give quarterbacks and Mac Jones on the trading block. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? How you doing? We are ready for Masters. Ooh, I'm so excited about it. Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. He's back at it. And uh, hopefully he can go out there and finish the weekend off. Don't know how he's going to hold up in this weather, 
but we'll see what happens. But uh, let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro. As always, that's not always any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis. That's also his Twitter handle. What's going on, Patrick? I'm doing good. Get through the week. Get through the week. Uh, all right. It's also his Twitter handle. It is. Uh, <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, I, I, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod, Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. You can also reach out to us on the Specs text line. You're the heartbeat of this thing. 512-337-3776. That is the number. So we got a lot of different things to get into. Uh, we got an NFL segment we'll get to. Top of the five. We'll talk some Texas football. Go behind the burnt orange curtain. Talk a little spring football in the top of the four. Uh, but we'll get into the Masters and pre you that and also talk some baseball with my man hardball as well uh texas baseball with a big win over air force uh last uh last night uh, a quick game if a game that well, it started at four o'clock an hour into no, our no. show and was over with what 20 minutes before the show ended somewhere around there uh unbelievable but uh, we'll get into that too coming up we'll talk some Major League Baseball, talk about the Astros and the Rangers. But first, let's get into the Masters because uh, the Masters uh, starts up tomorrow, but uh, the headlines are aplenty when it comes to the Masters. You just brought up Tiger Woods. A lot of people are excited by, about Tiger Woods, as well they should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I don't know. And even Tiger, he is... He's tempering expectations, you can tell. Rightfully so. Yeah, uh, Tigers, and he even talked about it, how we better start cherishing seeing Tiger at the Masters. Yeah, basically. Um, Here's the quote from Tiger. Um, He said, last year was kind of didn't know if I was going to play again at that time. For some reason, everything kind of came together and I made the cut, which was nice. But I don't know how many more I have in me. Just being able to enjoy my time here and the memories. End quote. So Yeah. Then doesn't sound like he's uh really hyped about it and uh, the conditions are supposed to be Yeah, uh, treacherous. Yeah, with the <laughs> yeah. with rain coming in yeah. and stuff like that. So I don't know obviously that doesn't help a guy like Tiger. Not at all, especially on those age. soft grounds yeah. when you're starting to move around and, and not only that, I'm I'm old now and every time I get up I gotta stretch. You know what I'm saying? You gotta make sure that you are able to move around and for him to get out there and play that many rounds of golf and be able to walk around and I know it's nostalgic for him because of all the memories and everything that he's gone through there but you know this is the problem is it's not his reason right it's not his time because of the simple fact that all the injuries that he went through is something that you can't you can't pass over man I mean it just happens when you're dealing with those types of in he didn't even know if he was gonna have a leg he, I mean, he made the comment that this is my leg because there was a thought process that he might have to lose a leg. And now he's able to be out there and move around. And let's not forget, his son Charlie is a damn good golfer. And he wants to be around him and being able to walk around with him. So I can understand that for Tiger. Yeah, he said, quote, my mobility is not where I would like it. I'm very lucky to have this leg. 
It's yeah. largest point. It's mine. Yes, it has <laughs> been altered, and there is some hardware in there, but it's mine. Uh, it has been tough and will always be tough. It's one of the reasons I can't play as many tournaments mm-hmm. as I would like, but that's my future, and I'm okay with that. So, yep. Tarja's point, yeah, he, he understands that he's just lucky to be able to participate at this point. If he makes a run, that's awesome for golf. Uh, but at this time, and it's, it's, it's strange and rare that when Tiger's in it that he is not the top story. He's not. Right. Right now, the uh, the ongoing beef and rivalry between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour is right now one of the, if not the top storyline uh, going into the Masters. Uh, there will be, I think, 18 total Live golfers uh, in the t- on the tour. Uh, uh, I think there are six former Masters winners. Yep. Uh, that are also a part of that live tour. Uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, Schwartzwell, um, Bubba Watson, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed, and Dustin Johnson. Yep. And uh, that's the guy, too. Remember, I mean, we'll get into the conversation mm-hmm. about the Masters, but remember when Dustin Johnson was one of the jo- Johnson was one of the hottest players on the tour? Like he was killing the game. And now he jumped over to Liv, and we don't even talk about him anymore. Well, to be fair, to be fair, we just don't talk about Liv because nobody watches Liv. Right now, this is this is why it's a, this is big for Liv because this is the only showcase where people are actually going to watch Liv. Yeah. They and I heard my man B and E talking about this. I heard uh, Aaron talking about it this uh, not, well, earlier this week, and he, he did a great job because I thought he hit the nail on the head. They got a ton of free media. Yep. When Liv started snatching up players, um, and everybody was talking about Liv and the PGA and talking about the rivalry that exists between mm-hmm. the two and the animosity between the players and the lawsuits, all this kind of stuff. And yet the ratings for those Live events, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, some of them not even rated because I think they were streaming. I have no idea how many viewers, but it was, uh, it, it was laughable. Yeah. Like so, nobody's tuning in. But this is their chance to still showcase. Now, this is a different. This is competitive golf, and not the kind of golf that they were playing uh, on the Live Tour. I know that's a different brand of golf too. Uh, but yeah, so it, I'm I'm with you. It's it's interesting because I don't know how well they've been playing. Really, I I, I got some numbers on Phil Mickelson how bad he's been playing. But the rest of the guys, I, I really couldn't tell if they've been playing bad or good. On the on right, the live tour, right, right. Like who, who? I know that last. I just know just because I I, I get an email every mm-hmm. once in a while about it. Brooks Kepka won last week. He I, won four million dollars. I like Kepka. No, me I like too. Kepka but I'm saying like, yeah, he's one of the live guys. I think actually can make some noise. But he's actually been playing terrible up until this week, and up until last week when he won his event. Yeah, that's the interesting part for me. Is like okay, who is this? What is going to happen with these guys? Are they going to be able to make a run at it? Who will be the guy of the live players that you want to see on the run? I mean, you that's why I was saying Dustin D- Dustin Johnson and and, yeah. and Brooks Koepka and Dust- would be the yeah. only two. He's finished uh, Dustin Johnson top twelve in six of the last seven Masters, yeah. so he'd be the guy uh, that you look at yeah. of that group. But yeah, I could see. Um, Kepka also yep. being he's really he's tr- he, he's streaky. Very so I can see streaky. him being one of those Very. guys. I Phil Mickelson right now. I mean, he's playing his worst golf. Period. I mean, That's because he got paid. That dude don't have to work now. He's <laughs> like, man, I'm done with this. Thank you for the and, money. I'm moving and, on. And a lot of guys had that attitude, and I'm not <laughs> mad at him. I mean, go, go get your money. But here, yeah, Phil Mickelson. He finished um, in the since 2022. He's finished in his last. I guess this is what. Ten events essentially, thirty seventh, seventeenth. 
He was eighth in an event in Chicago in 2022, but then 40th, 35th, 42nd, 34th, 41st, 32nd, 27th, and he's the 425th best player in the world. And a lot of those live events, I mean, they're out of 50, 60 guys. They're not, right. you're not talking about uh, a ton of guys that are in those tournaments. So he is, he's been struggling. So I, we don't expect Phil Mickelson to make a make any noise. Yeah. If he does, that'd be wonderful. That will, yeah, it'd be, it'd be have, interesting for sure. You have a throwback like um, you know with Tiger or Phil, but I don't think either of those guys you're going to get kind of a, a throwback. I think right now Rory Mc, he's probably Rory McIlroy's got to be one of the favorites. Yeah, Rory McIlroy is playing really good golf, and everybody's waiting on him to finish. You know, to complete the Grand Slam. Everybody is waiting on it's him been, to finish it, that. Been wait, how long has it been now? How long have you been waiting on it? Uh, forever. <laughs> it seems like, right? It, it, it does it seem seemed, like it's it been forever. Like it's been and, forever. It's still, and, well, well, and, and it's crazy because it'd be different if it went away that, you know, he's got a, obviously, you know, an opportunity to get the Grand Slam. I think the f- sixth player, I believe, uh, to get the Grand Slam. It, it's because he it gets close. Yeah. It gets he, real close. He gets real close. I mean, he's had top 10 finishes in, I believe, seven of the last nine years. Uh, remember that final round last year was, what, a 64? Mm-hmm. And he was, he was killing it. Getting yeah. after it. And he led, he led in driving distance, and he was second in uh, greens in uh, – Regulation. Yeah, in regulation. I think it was like 69% or something Roy like McElroy that. Roy McIlroy won the 2011 U.S. Open, 2012 PGA Championship, gets the third 2014 Open Championship. So, yeah. So since so, 2014, basically, 2014 PGA Championship he won as well. But since we're going on ten years, so yeah, we're going on ten years that he has been looking for that Masters. Oh, that's torture. That is, and everybody's looking for him to do it because he's a good guy. You know, he's one of the good, good, the good guys that's out What's there playing good? on the on the tour. Well, and he's elite. I mean, yeah, he's elite. I mean, all time great golfer too. And yeah, uh, you're right. He's he's recognizable. Mm-hmm. He's one of those recognizable faces and names in golf. He would be a great story, and he's got to be one of the favorites as well. No doubt. No question. So here's on your favorite website, mybookie.com. Shout out, shout out, shout out. I took uh, Rory, Rory McIlroy to win it, plus 710. I took Scotty Scheffler to win it, plus 710. And I also threw out there Jordan Spieth. He is plus sixteen twenty five. Yeah. So your boy is out there with three of them. Uh, yeah, Scheffler would make you any money, I guess, because the odds. <laughs> he, does, he does well, though. Scotty Scheffler. He oh, still I'm, just saying, does. I'm just saying because Scotty Scheffler, the he, he's got to be one of the favorites, if not the favorites. Yeah, he uh, is definitely one of the. Favorites. So I don't know the value in <clears throat> in terms of you getting return on the investment uh, with Scotty Scheffler. Plus six seventy on Scheffler. Uh yeah, I mean Scotty Scheffler's the hottest golfer in the world right now. Yeah, it's actually you know it's almost boring to talk about how good he is going <laughs> in because he's the the number one golfer going in, and yeah, uh, a lot of people believe he's just the odds on favorite. He's playing that well, and well, you got two Longhorns. I do. That are, you know, I got to definitely have the Longhorns representing. Yeah, got to uh, got to throw it out there. You know who I don't? I mean, I'm still looking for him, but I don't see LT Gray on here because you know I would have threw a little something on my boy. <laughs> Just to see what he got just for working. nostalgia's yeah, sake. Yeah, just for it, man. Because he's trying to, you, like you said, he's trying to temper our, our expectations while he's out there being an assassin on the golf course against some of these other people. Oh, he's plus seven, uh, 7,500. Mm. T-Gray. Yeah. All right, I'm doing it. So you doing it? <laughs> Good for you. I like it. Go ahead. 
I'm just I, let me go ahead and light that money on fire. I'm, right I'm gonna say I'm gonna say tune in early. Tune, you'll see Tiger tune in early. I believe he's going. I don't know what time tomorrow. Tune in early. Make sure. Um, yeah. So they, I think they're the best storyline though is you know you got the PGA guys versus the live guys. I think uh-huh. it's gonna be great. I, I do. I think it's something that I don't know if they're trying to take advantage of it. I looked at some of the matchups and based on the matchups, it doesn't seem like that's one of the things that the I don't know, the Masters is promoting. I, I just hope that you know on the final day it comes down to at least one of those guys that's right. in it. One of those live guys is in it. One of them. If it is, I think it makes it a whole lot more interesting. If they are, it definitely will Just make one. it interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you're going to have a bunch. Of, they say right now they're talking about, at least Greg Norman's talking about celebrating on the 18th hole. Hey man, look, if, they was, if, if there they was win no it. arguments. If one of their guys wins it, they're going to celebrate on the 18th no, hole. If there was no arguments last night at the dinner, Greg Norman needs to, he, he wasn't even a, you know, he's not even a winner. No. And uh, so reportedly, what you talking about? <laughs> reportedly, it was pretty calm that there wasn't yeah. any there wasn't nothing know, going on. taunting, trash no. talk, what, any of that stuff they going on. They try to keep it professional. You know why? Because it was the Masters. If it had been any other tour, it might have been an issue. Hey, man, you know what I say. I think that golf should take a lesson from women's basketball. Get petty and get petty <laughs> quickly. We saw it pay off for the ladies, man. Yep, it's still going on we saw for it, the right? ladies. Yeah. Saw it pay. It's still going on. Yeah, it's still going on We're for We're still the talking ladies. about that damn yeah. story. Yeah. They still milking it for everything it's <laughs> worth, and still the country is captivated by it. I'm yep. telling you, yep. if I if if I was running the PGA, I'd look at that and go, guys, let's get, let's it's get clear. This we need we need some trash talk. I need you guys to go out there and talk some trash to them to them them, them live guys. I yep. would like it reported that was a that was a scuffle, that was a, <laughs> a dust up at the dinner between a couple of players. We won't say who it was, but it was a live guy and a PGA guy. We need stories like that out there. We need to take a page from the NBA and take a page from women's basketball because that led to those ratings. Do I need to repeat? for you the ratings that <laughs> 9. 9.9 9, million 9.9 million viewers Peak, all right peaked at 12.6 peaked at 12.6 million come on now come on man that's what i'm saying yeah it ain't, come on that's that's 9.9 million viewers that is <laughs> that is more than every nhl stanley cup game since 1973 games one two three and five of the 2021 nba finals more than the sugar bowl the orange bowl i mean put a bowl on it come on now that's right it was it was basically higher rated than every NBA playoff game last year. No or doubt, he's had more viewers. NBA every NBA playoff game last year except the finals. Every NBA, it, think in, about that. In every Major League Baseball postseason game except for the World Series. Think about the fact that you just said every, every, <laughs> every NBA game. Come on, man! It got yeah, it, it was higher rated than LSU, Bama, Ohio State, Penn State. Yes. Notre Dame, USC. Oh, my goodness. All because America wanted to tune in for these ladies talking some trash, being petty. Guys, the game wasn't even that good. It was not. It was a blowout. It was a blowout. <laughs> we were watching the game. The, the game part. wasn't yeah. even that good. All these storylines are coming from a game that really wasn't that good. And there's yeah. an old Hollywood saying that if you can't be good, at least be interesting. Oh, yeah. And if you it, can't it, beat them, that's what reality TV is all about. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't beat them, beat them. You're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and now we, they're still talking about this story. We'll get to the latest on it. But well, yeah. speaking of the Masters, make sure you get over to hornfm.com right now to make your picks. Uh, the registration is now open for our first of four fantasy golf majors powered by Callahan's General Store. Get over there and click. You got until 5.55 tomorrow morning, 5.55 a.m. before the first tee. 
and get in there and get a chance to win first place and get a $100 gift card to Callahan's General Score. I mean, store, not score. I was looking at hey, how to create score at the, the store. store. That's right. You can score at the store. You definitely can. So get over there and make your picks now. Uh, all right, go check that out. And uh, Texter here says, uh, <laughs> keep an eye, day drinker, keep an eye on Xander. Xander. Yeah. Uh, tied for what, second in 2019, mm-hmm. third in 2021? I'm in. That's a guy to keep an eye on. He's pretty talented. I agree with you on that, too. Yeah, uh, my man CB. CB says still waiting on speed to complete the Grand Slam. He needs the G, the PGA Championship. Yeah, yep. forget about that one too. That one's haunting. He he right now. A lot of people say he's playing some of his best golf too, and he loves the Masters and plays it really well. But he, yep. obviously, this is not going to help him complete the Grand Slam. Uh, but it'd be great to get another Masters yep. uh, on your belt, no question. So, I, I guess I love the storylines. I'm going to be tuning in for the Masters. I usually don't make it a priority to tune in for the Masters. I keep up. You can yep. keep up. You can. And not tune in. Tune in. I want to. I, I want to see some beef. Go- I know there's not going to be any actual beef happening, but I do want to see if any of the live guys will make it interesting. Ah. And. I, I, if Tiger is going to make a run, that's the storyline too. Um, I, I, like I said, I'll tune in early to watch Tiger. <laughs> hey, he'll make it through the weekend. I think he gets to the weekend. Okay, all right. Uh, he's teeing off nine a.m. tomorrow morning. All right, Th- thank you, thank yeah. you very much. So Patrick. you'll be able to get it. Yeah, you'll you be able to get up and watch. I'll that get one. up early to watch Tiger. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, all right, so let's get to some uh, baseball discussion. You want to go major leagues, hard, or you want to go Texas? Well, we can go Major League. I like Major that. League. All mm-hmm. right. uh, well, I guess that's unfortunate then, because <laughs> then we got to talk about uh, the Astros uh, losing another game, and now they've lost four out of their first six games, uh, and uh, they lost seven to six. And the thing about the the most recent loss um, for the Astros, for oh sorry, they lost. I, I take that back. They lost seven to six last game. They lost to the Tigers six three. And now mm-hmm. it's two and four. Yep. So the two losses. I apologize, but that was the first loss. Um, so this is the thing, though. I, I and just kind of recognizing the differences between the first six games of this year and last year. First six games of last season, 2022, 14 runs allowed. You've, du- you've doubled that. You yeah. have 29 runs allowed now. Oh, so it's a different uh, game now. Your team ERA is at four point. It was at uh, it's at four point three now. Four point three four. It was at 1.69 as a team ERA through the first six games of last season. Uh, in, yeah, a in a different. nutshell, that's there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the, I mean, and it's nothing to panic about because you got a long season long. And, and Astros got a lot of injuries that so they're waiting on some guys to come back. It's it's there is yeah, you're far from even freaking out. Uh, most Astros fans, hell, they're they're yawning at this uh, two and four right now for the Astros, but but they're just, about to be three and four because they are up now in the top of the eighth, um, six to one against the Detroit Tigers. So you still have time to just continue to roll and continue to let it play out. Don't forget, you don't have Altuve. They finally let Chaz McCormick play center field, and all he does is drive in runs. I mean, my (laughs) man was a hero during the World Series, and he couldn't get off the bench until Mm -hmm. later this week, and my man started doing some things. So, I mean, there's some things that, as you said, Rod, I mean, you can work through it. You you lose – a Justin Verlander on your staff, and now you have Hunter Brown, who is the younger version of a Verlander. You still have Frammer. Uh, you got guys that are trying to to take over new roles as far as leadership is concerned, too. You brought in a Abreu, who's, who's Ooh, doing well. He is. But 
everybody's trying to figure out where they're rolling. And you got my man Pena, who was 0 for 17 at one point. You know what I'm saying? And so, Bregman started slow. And Bregman slow. starts slow. Cursed so. by Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> this is all Mark Wahlberg's fault. It all goes back to he Wahlberg. Did say, we, we may have some salsa, mm-hmm. but I'm still a rojo. <laughs> Socks. <laughs> it's going to take them around uh, to, you know, to get this Mark Wahlberg curse yeah. off of him real yeah. quick. I think the World Baseball Classic uh, affects the Astros a lot, too, because yeah. they had a lot of guys that played in it mm-hmm. uh, for different teams. Mm-hmm. So I think there was some of just the continuity of the team finding out who are your guys that are going to be on the de- on the bench because it doesn't seem like they have a ton of depth right now and that goes into Brantley being hurt and Altuve being hurt uh, but you, you just want to get a little bit more depth there on the bench and you want the pitching to pitch back up it was the pitching wasn't great to start the season last year either if you remember a couple of years Brett Strom who's been the pitching guru coach for many years the mm-hmm. Astros left oh, yeah. Verlander stepped up into a role of a leadership role for pitching then you kind of got to find that guy again and find out who's going to help a lot of these young guys in pitching. But that's all stuff you can figure out throughout the season. You just have to identify the problems and start and start picking up. But right now it is, all right, we we need to try and get a couple more guys. Like I'm glad to see McCormick get in. So you're like, yep. I mean, we gotta you got to find a couple guys because we've been in a position that uh, the game they lost last night uh, was extra innings. Yeah, yes. Monday night was extra innings game, mm-hmm. and so. If you want to have, if you're going to have losses like that, you're like, yeah, you can't have, you know, Diaz, who's, you know, I mean, and he went well in spring training and he hit well in the minors last year, but that's who you're giving to come in and pinch hit for you in a big spot when you had a man on base and he's not able to get hit. You're like, that's a, it's a big position to put somebody in yeah. who doesn't really have it yet. Yep. So you'd like to have a couple more guys with a little bit more experience on there to to take some of those bigger hits. I like what you said about the pitching staff, though. That's a good point. Yeah. You about the leadership? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, lot. That's what I was saying. When Verlander left, he kind of was that guy, yeah. and now you're looking for answers. No, I remember last year when it was they were a little bit more lost, and Verlander stepped up to that mm-hmm. where he was like, okay, I need to stop focusing just on myself because he's always been very much in his own era, in his own world. But also, I and I get, you're not going to pay a guy who, again, missed starting the season because of injury, right. he's getting older, that amount of money to be a pitching coach. <laughs> so I get it, but you just have to find your veteran leadership of pitching if maybe you go out and sign another guy or bring a guy into the minor league system to see if he can still got it who's a more heady pitcher mm. to help in kind of mentoring some of these younger guys. So you got a lot of good young pitching. Yeah, Framber actually pitched well. Yeah, on the last game, they had a little little seven innings, mm-hmm. uh, I believe nine Solid. strikeouts. Solid. Uh, yeah, I mean he was he was pretty good. But uh, that's a great point about the leadership though with that with that pitching group. And right now, yep, the team ERA, like I said, said four point three, and that's for the Astros. That's a striking difference <laughs> than, than last season where they had I think the best bullpen ERA in all of Major League Baseball. Flip the script over to the Rangers uh, because the Rangers lost again to the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, 7-2. They are now 3-2 and two on the season. Um, but, um, man, they their, their bullpen actually has been really good so far. And strangely enough, they, they had a lot of they – had, they had historic offense, actually, those first, what, two games of the season. Yep. They scored, sorry, and, and if you look at that first two games, they scored 27 runs, mm-hmm. which was the second most by a team – uh, in the first two games since like 1900, <laughs> yeah, which is very very rare. <laughs> um, and then they have cooled off considerably, though. Well, they just heated back up because they just got a dub today. So yeah, now they're five and two. They just went final. And you're right about their bullpen and what's been going on and how 
they've looked so far. That's huge for them. That is huge for them. And, and again, I keep bringing this up. Bruce Bochy being their manager now uh, changes the way that they go about their business. I told you last year I didn't think Chris Woodward was the right guy. I thought it was time for him to be moved from. They ended up uh, firing him halfway through the season. But they bring in Bruce Bochy, who was away from the game for a little bit, and now he's back. He's a calming force. They went out and got good pitchers and DeGrom and Uvalde, and you already have Martin Perez. So they they have the pieces, and now everybody's had a full, almost a full spring training together. You brought up young Josh Young, who hit a home run again today. I mean, you've got some pieces there to go along with Seager and Simeon. So this is going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, I know, again, we talked about it on the other side of it when you were talking about the Astros being a, a just it's a long mm-hmm. season. Same thing for the Rangers. they got to build up their credibility so people will be like, okay, they're a real team. They're a real team. Um, yeah, you. I mean – it's for for the for the Rangers right now. Jacob Degrom, right? Did he pitch? He pitched what, today. How how did he do? He threw well today, okay. finally, and that's what they were looking yeah, for. That was the Rangers fans to start the season. That was really frustrating. It was kind of a roller coaster yeah. of emotion for them because they started off <laughs> Jacob Degrom on the mound, struggle. They go down what five runs, mm-hmm. I believe, in the. Four fourth inning, yeah, I believe. Yeah, he gave up five runs quick. And then they end up winning that game yep. uh, with an offensive explosion. They ton of run support. So good to see Jacob DeGrom bounce back. Yeah, six innings, two hits, I mean, two hits, one earned run, and eleven Ks today. So, oh, that's a yeah. hell of a bounce back. Yeah, so he came back with it. And again, remember, I told you the Phillies knew him. They had a book on him. So mm-hmm. opening day, it wasn't against uh, the Baltimore Orioles, a team mm-hmm. that hadn't seen Jacob DeGrom before. The Phillies already knew. The recipe on him, so that's the uh, that's the other part of that deal. Yeah, uh, Texas says quit blaming Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the start. It's, well, really, it's the Astros' fault because they allowed the Alex Bregman business partnership with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, or at least yeah. the what is it salsa. Yeah, it is, is some it salsa, salsa or whatever and, it is. Him and Bregman bombs. Yeah, they allowed that to corrupt <laughs> a very sacred. Uh, kind of practice I'll and tradition, which is, hey, the play ball to start the season, that should go to somebody who is, I don't know, Houstonian or at least somebody who is associated with that baseball organization program or that city, whatever yep. it is. Yep. And Marky Mark, that, that doesn't make no damn sense. Why can't he throw out uh, the Boston Red Sox? Them his people. And yep. them his people? Them is his people. Come on, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Go so, throw it out for them. So you're going to have to be, you got, you got to deal with the curse. The yep. baseball gods, they didn't <laughs> like that. So you're going to have to deal That's with funny. the curse of Marky Mark and the Funky <laughs> Bunch. Probably for about four or five more games. I mean, it's going to be hard. You got to just deal with it. Yep. Yeah. You got a long season. It's okay. Yeah, you got some time to to, to shake that curse off. Yeah, you. but that's it, what is baseball about? Yeah, what are you always talking about? Superstitious, man. There you go. You got you to gotta change up some things. Right. Get on the road or something. There you go. Don't no. go to Boston, though. Come on. <laughs> I ain't superstitious. You, gotta go to, you do got to go to Boston to wipe it off of you then. Maybe. Uh, you know what? We got to look at the schedule. <laughs> Maybe we got something going on there. But I, I'm telling you, it, that's Mark, that, that, was, that was foul. That didn't make no sense. That's all Marky Mark. Uh, got everybody in the country talking about Megan the Stallion. That's right. And then you come up with Marky Mark and the funky bunch. The come best on. part of that promo is when you go, 
I don't give a damn. <laughs> no, no, we don't. You see what happened too? What was that? What was that? that was a ten-year streak. That was a ten-year streak. Of winning opening the day. opening day right. for the Astros. That's right. And then they're celebrating their world championship. <laughs> exactly. And they lose. Everything's going right. What happened? Marky, you Mark. know what happened? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> All right, listen, you will come back. We'll get to NBA news, notes, and nuggets on the other side. Talk about uh, the Mavs. They're trying to keep up alive. The, uh, we are rooting for the Mavs now. I'm not a Mavs fan, but they're the only Texas team that has a chance of making the playoffs. The rest of the Texas team, they are in the tankathon, and they're both losing. We'll come back and talk about it right <laughs> here. Baldola, I want to put out the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. A midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, plays those selections for us, and based on the songs that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints as to what the feature of midweek movie music is. Um, all right. Harge, you got anything? I mean, I don't even know what song this is, but it sounds kind of crazy. It sounds like techno, kind of what, like what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so only- definitely this was a club scene. I feel like <laughs> in a in a movie, maybe. Who sings this song? KMFDM. Okay. Yeah, I have no clue, but I'm gonna no throw I'm gonna throw something out. Oh, there. Hail Mary! Go. Yeah, I'm throwing a Hail like Mary. That. Mario comes out this weekend. Uh, the game yeah, Mario comes out come this out. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with that. You're gonna go with it is not Mario. Okay, I will also tell you it is not the the old Bob Hoskins Mario movie either. Okay, <laughs> it's not that either. Uh, that one, that's a great guess. It's a good guess. It's that a good guess. A really I didn't even think of that, but yeah, okay. it's not. I don't know how the soundtrack is for that Bob Hoskins Mario. Okay. Man, I don't know if I even saw that Mario. John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. I'm sure I saw. Or Mario okay. and Luigi, and it's uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, is, is actually, Bowser. I yeah. do. Yeah. I vaguely yeah, remember. It's a weird it now. movie. That's a yeah, it was a bad one. I liked it because I was a kid at the time. Yeah. I thought and this so was, was a like Yellow a Rose song. <laughs> first way. Maybe it has been. I mean, how do you know it hasn't been a Yellow Rose song? Exactly. I mean, it came out a long time ago, obviously. I'm, I'm like, and Yellow Rose is still in, it's still in operation. It's still in operation. Right, it might have been in one of the movies. <laughs> it might have been. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's get to some NBA news notes. And, all right. So, midweek movie music. Thanks to my man, Patrick. Always keeping us on our toes. Uh, we silenced the, the Specs text line just for a while, though. So, Harge and I, you know, can try to at least compete. 
and figure out what mid the feature of midweek movie music is on our own. But we'll open it back up in a couple of segments after we embarrass ourselves or <laughs> we actually end up getting hard is, is better than you think at this. He's actually gotten it on the first time a few times. No doubt. Uh, all right. Let's get to the Mavericks here, guys, because um, we're hoping that the, uh, the state of Texas can be represented in some capacity in the NBA playoffs. And the only hope <clears throat> is right now uh, the Dallas Mavs. And it's a it's a small, small, <laughs> small, minuscule, uh, little tiny bit of hope. But there is some hope. They have to play the uh, Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca says he will play. Uh, that was a big topic of the conversation early this week was Luca's health. And there was some concern uh, that the Mavs and I think Sham Sharania was the one who threw it out there. Mm-hmm. The Mavs may try to hold him out for the last three games. Patrick broke down. Why? Because of the protected top 10 pick that they traded away in that Chris Depp for Zingas trade. No, mm-hmm. in the Kyrie oh, Irving trade. Oh, Kyrie. sorry. Kyrie yeah. Irving trade. Oh, is that was Yes, because okay. they got to give that pick up to... Brooklyn. So Brooklyn okay. will have their number first round pick this year unless it is top unless it is in the top ten, in which case Dallas gets it and then it reverts to a later pick. All right. Uh yeah, my bad. Uh okay, there you go. Um so Lucas says he's gonna play. He says, quote, um, you know, basically I'm playing tomorrow when there's still a chance, I'm going to play, and there is still a chance. They're only a half a game back yeah. right now of OKC, I believe, who has lost three straight. Which is they, this may be a young team that's getting tired when you start looking at OKC. They, their stars play a lot of minutes they, because they were playing so good early in the year. So it makes me wonder if that's what's happening with them. You know, Shea Gilchrist Alexander plays a lot of minutes for them. He's still scoring well, but those other guys aren't stepping up when he is uh, having a little bit of a struggle. So it, it is definitely something to pay attention to. But as I look at this team, and, and as I'm talking about the Mavs now, are they were they trolling us this year? Is Jason Kidd looking at them and saying, all right, guys, let's go after this thing now? Is he trying to motivate these guys? I know Patrick thinks he's walking out of the locker room halfway through the meetings and uh, not even talking to people when he goes in. But are they going to, you know, because some people can say, let's go win these things in spite of Jason. Right, a lot of professionals yeah, and the competitive nature, the competitive mm-hmm. sickness. Uh, we all thought that Kyrie was going to be a problem. He doesn't seem to be the problem of the group uh, on the external. I think he's been playing well, and from all accounts, he's been a major. Uh, uh, he's been a good teammate in the locker room. So is it Luca? Going back to what we talked about, Patrick, at the very beginning, I'm like, this dude has been playing basketball for a very long time. It's going to wear him out. You know, he was the one that should have been doing load management, but he should have been doing it early in the year. To Luke, to that point, Luca uh, said, I've been playing basketball for three straight years, four weeks in between uh, it was free. Uh, he said, for weeks in between it was free. Sometimes it's really hard for me to play really hard on both ends, but obviously the defensive end, I've got to be way better. So. I mean, dude just telling on himself. Well, no, I think he's just <laughs> saying yeah. that, you know, he's got to be better on the defensive end. I think he understands that. I mean, his, his usage rates are all-time high. I mean, you're right. talking about, you know, top, some of the top 
five all-time numbers in usage rates. That was way too much on Luka's shoulders, and it was a miracle they made the run they did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously what they've constructed around him now is just not working. But they can still make the playoffs. That's the point now. Uh, OKC's got at Utah and Memphis left, and they've lost three straight. They're only a half a game uh, lead over the uh, uh, Mavs. And Minnesota's also, I mean, I guess they have – they they they're one in three in their last four, so at least they've won one of their last four. But they got San Antonio left on the road and versus New Orleans on the uh, no New Orleans at home, I should say. So those are the two teams to watch. If both of those teams collapse down the stretch, then the Mavs are if they if the Mavs got to win, they got to take care of business. Mavs are going to get in right. big night tonight versus the Kings. All eyes on them, Patrick. All eyes on them tonight. All eyes on them. I, uh, I the know. Kings just won their division and cashed a big old ticket, lotto ticket. If you would have bet on the Kings to win that division, you would have won. It, I think it was like eighty-five to one. Oh yeah, for yeah. them to win their division. It was a long. They, they had the longest playoff <laughs> drought in uh, yep. in North American sports. Yeah, and they snapped it this year. That's All right. the California teams. Or in the playoffs, actually, <laughs> yeah. for the first time ever. And the Texas ever. teams are scrapping. And, yeah, we may have <laughs> no Texas teams in the in the playoffs for the first time ever, if the Mavs don't win. Well, you know, Sacramento, so Dallas needs to get one of them beams. Have you yep. seen what Sacramento has, like oh, the yeah. beam? You oh, know what I like the beam? They light it. They light it. So they put this thing, like this light on the top of their building, and then the mascot hit it, and they hit light the beam. It's about winning games and stuff. What does the beam light? What does it light it's up like, at? It's, it's, it's I think like it's a bad the, signal. It's a bad signal on the on the. On the roof or in the on the in, court? It's inside and it's outside. Yeah, it's both. Yep. So it's kind of like like the tower too. If they win, they can light the beam and everything. Uh, Ten to twelve, right here on one hundred four point nine. The horn. <laughs> okay. So they have so they <laughs> nice. have that thing, and but since they did it, now they've gotten better. And so now everyone's like, I guess we need uh, a beam. Now they worship the beam? No, you got to oh, worship the beam. No, they had like six mascots show up the other day, and they all wanted their own beam. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a thing, but. it's a beautiful thing. Wow. No, but when you but win this, and you had a drought, I mean, you needed that drought. You but, needed something. But you look at that. be good coaching? <laughs> good play. It, it might is Brown. good coaching. Mike Brown. No, it's good coaching, and it's putting together a plan for a team to where, like, this year in the draft, everyone was saying they should have gone with Jay Nivey, that you should go with Jay Nivey. He's a better player. It's a better player. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and get rid of some other guys on your team. You move around, and you just basically keep rebuilding, getting the same positions. They decide to go with Keegan Murgan instead and say he fits what we need. Yep. He's the most NBA ready to player in the draft. We, we we trade for Sabonis because we feel like he can mm-hmm. add something to our team. And they built a team yep. that is now hitting on all the cylinders, and they're rolling. And some of these other teams, like the Mavericks, and that's where Nico Harrison comes in, is are built in a way of, look, with Luka Doncic, there's one way to build this team, and you didn't do that. And so you try to go another way, but your coach wants to play defensive basketball. If you want to try and play run TMC, you want to play part, part of the, the, the Suns back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and the Mike D'Antoni, oh, that's yeah. fine, but you need to play that. Yep. But they're still trying to pretend to play defense in half court and all this other stuff. Instead of just running, just running down the court and trying to score in, in eight seconds, which they could do because they have insanely talented offensive players, but they keep trying to make it a defensive team, and you can't build a team with the wrong pieces and try and make them do something they don't do. The Kings did not do that this year. After years and years of trying to stick them into whatever mm-hmm. system, and you bring in a veteran coach who wants to try and do things the old-fashioned way with De'Aaron Fox, who's not that type of player, and it, it, they finally figured out. It's like, oh, we we have some talented players. We just need to use them in the correct way. Yeah, no, uh, it is. I haven't watched a ton of Sacramento, but I've actually done more research than I've watched them. I've watched them just a few times because they're not on a lot. 
in you know in in our area. Unless you got NBA package, which my man Patrick does, so he watches a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And I know hard you watch a lot of NBA we'll too. Um, I love this that the, in, in in his first full season in Sacramento. To, to Patrick's point about them building and constructing this uh, this philosophy around specific skill sets of players, handpicking these guys. Um, <laughs> Sabonis is averaging a career high seven point two assists per game. He's going to wow. become the just the third center in NBA history, joining Wilt Chamberlain and Nikola Jokic to average so many assists in the season. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they're doing it. He how about this? Um, he also basically is like the handoff king right now. They in terms of dribble handoffs. Basically, he has more dribble handoffs than any player in the league right now. Um, it says, <laughs> basically, the uh, if you go look at the Sacramento Kings just overall and Sabonis, it's like one of their number one plays. He's got over 1,000 dribble handoffs in 2023, or this, at least this season, I should say. Um, the next clo- closest is uh, Joker, and he's got under 500. Mm. Wow, it, it's a, it's like their signature yeah. play with him, the dribble handoff. It's freaking. That's it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, yeah well, and crazy. I mean, because like those dribble handoffs and stuff like that work really well if you know how to keep your feet set and stuff. And because slide with them. well, because you're basically setting a screen while you're making a pass. That's yeah. And yeah. so it takes the right player to do it because if you do it otherwise, you get a foul called on you a lot because you're still moving when you do it. It, it takes there. It, there's a little bit more nuance to it than a lot of guys have. Sabonis is a smart player. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he makes contact with, to, to Patrick's point, he makes contact with 77% of his picks after a handoff. And look, and, so. we, and we know we know Sabonis came from a, one of the best passing big men of all time in Arvita Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know he worked on it as a kid because his dad was amazing at passing as well. Yeah, it is. It's uh yeah. It, it, so the Mavs uh, getting back to that is the uh, the system that they have to try to figure out a way to neutralize tonight. Good news is uh, Kings are coming off uh, the second night on the back to backs. So yep. that's always good news. I think they're eight and six in those situations. So and of course the uh, the Mavs are playing at home. Yeah. Right. So the Mavs have that going for them as well. And the, but. <laughs> You know the last time the Mavs won a home game? It's been a minute. March seventh. I was going to say it's been a minute. That's almost a month. That that is that that it's over a month. Actually, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, right at it. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm old man. I'm like, My bad. Yeah, old man. Yeah, yeah you're right, right there. That's how I know the days, days, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're right there. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so the Mavs, they're trying to keep hope alive. Hopefully, uh, they can do it tonight versus the Sacramento Kings, who are the biggest surprise story in the NBA this year, though. Right. But Patrick's uh, telling you that uh, it they this thing was put together with a lot of thought. And you can tell that you know this might have some staying power. Yeah, with Sacramento, this may not just be I some like flash it. and some like outlier. They got some good young pieces there. And Keegan was it Keegan Mur- Murray? Murray? Keegan yeah. Murray did, did from he Iowa. The, he did was he from set Iowa. the record for three pointers made for a rookie in the NBA? I, this I year? can believe that. I think so. Yeah, he was he's, he was the one reading that reading that yeah. as well. He, he was the one that I really wanted the Spurs to try and get. And he uh, went before them, but I wanted them. He was because he's just he's the most NBA ready player in that draft. Like when you look at a guy, who goes, "Oh, this I could see him on an NBA lineup right now, and I could see what he can do." And he's so valuable to a team. And now his ceiling's not as high as some of these other guys. Where you go, Jay Nivey may be an All Star, and and you know Bancaro now, especially like those top three guys were going to be the top three guys. Yeah. But you were like Keegan Murray. He's like he can get on a team, and of all these guys, 
his ceiling isn't all star really. It's, it's all star, but his ceiling's not like all NBA. But plug and play. Plug, but if you want to yeah. say a guy that will start on your team for eight to ten years, yeah. That's who he is. And yep. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. Um, all right. Uh, uh, good stuff. We'll come back. Got the flex on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. 104. Now the horn. Ball don't lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, man. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Okay, is this Boomerang? I was just about to say, this sounds like a Boomerang, but didn't no. we do Boomerang okay. already this year? I don't, I don't think I don't we, know did. we did. But no, it's the only not. reason I threw Boomerang out there is because I think this is on the Boomerang soundtrack. It's got to be because all you can see <laughs> is Eddie and I think looking Eddie at Murphy them toes. A, and Eddie Murphy had a birthday this week. It is. It is Eddie's birthday. It is Eddie. Great job. Eddie's birthday was yesterday. It is Eddie's birthday. It, no, no. It is. I'm sure it is. It has nothing no, to do no, with this movie. It was yesterday. It, it was the third. It was movie. April. The it was 3rd. like earlier this week. Yeah, it's it was, April the third. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with this movie though. So it, it, is it about Eddie Murphy though? No, no. Eddie okay. Murphy is not in this <laughs> okay. movie. Okay. I don't know. Eddie Murphy Bradley took it over. So it's got nothing to do with Eddie Murphy. I'm trying to think of what anniversary movie is coming. Is this the same Stella? No. Oh man. Man. I don't know. Okay. All right. I was with you, too. I was like, wait a minute. This That's sounds like a boomerang. A boomerang's a great soundtrack, by the way. It's one of the all-time greatest soundtracks in my life. That's what End of the Road is on. Yep. Although we've come. It's good. So we still have one more segment, I, I guess. Yeah. We're just before we get to layoff. We have no, until we get to the layoff. It's going to upset us, too. I, <laughs> I think I, I think I, I, have I seen it? This is always, a, have I seen it? Yes. Oh, you my know God. Why. He said it confidently. You no, know, he said it quick. He like didn't even hesitate. Okay. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all your social media Dang platforms. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hart, you broke some news to me that is flex-related. Actually, he's it's family twice. It's, yes, Lifetime Longhorn-related uh, family and also flex-related family. And it is flex family. It's our man, Mike Adams, his son, Deuce, has committed Deuce, to Deuce. Louisville. Louisville Cardinals. He's like a that. heck of a quarterback. Um, out of New Braunfels, heck of a football player, heck of a baseball player as well. I remember um, early in his recruitment, TCU was on him for baseball and football. So there was two different coaches at the time, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how that happens. When those, when those yeah. transitions happen, mm-hmm. it changes things up a lot. But as you said, for family, you know, Mike Adams is one of the best to ever do it. And we talked about Mike before flag football. I had to call him. So he, he said, people have been telling me y'all was talking about me in my flag football. Hey, don't tell, I, I was like, it was, like, it was all love, yeah, though. Love. He said, oh, I know. I know. So, <laughs> ain't nobody hate nobody yeah. Adams, man. No doubt. <laughs> like, even when I came back to school, I would go get work with Mike Adams, man. Yeah. I was there doing some uh, run some routes and uh, trust, I don't know how old he was, but he still he still can give you the business. He can definitely <laughs> give you the business. Oh, show. Sure. Uh, but I'm sure his son obviously got some of them good genes in him, no doubt. So congratulations, that's pretty good. Yep. Um, and um, you have you you know you've been you've been keeping up with the high school baseball. I have been keeping a lot. You went to a Westlake game not too long ago, I yep. believe. And they they were one of the hottest teams in the country. They were uh, ranked number 13 in the nation. Uh, last night, Dripping Springs got them, though. Hey. Dripping Springs got them. And they're going to face them again. I okay. believe it's either t- tomorrow or they might try to move it to Friday. Weather, depending on weather, That's right. they're going to have those games happen again. So, shout out to them. And then I also remember 
Bowie. Bowie beat Bulldogs, uh, the Bowie Bulldogs beat Johnston. Uh, just Johnston. I keep saying Johnston because I'm thinking Buda, about the Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, they beat them last night as well. So been a lot of great stuff that's happening and, and in this district play. It's been real tough. So uh, all right, we'll have some more updates. But uh, actually the Flex crew will have updates tonight. They're actually on right. after us. Uh the Flex crew will have the Wednesday night flex coming up right after Ball Don't Lie. So you don't want to miss that. All right, we come back. We'll get into some uh Texas football spring nuggets uh and some notes as well. Uh DeMarvin Overshawn getting a lot of NFL love. That comes from Ian Rappaport. We'll talk about that as well. And also we'll get into the players who are winning individual position battles during spring football. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.